Welcome, everyone, to the AI and Business Podcast. I'm Matthew DeMello, Senior Editor here at Emerge Technology Research. Today's guest on the program is Franz St. Telemy, President and Chief Operating Officer of LetterTech. LetterTech is a global software company headquartered in Quebec City, Canada, that develops and provides comprehensive perception software solutions that enable the deployment of Advanced Driver Assistance Systems, or ADAS. Franz joins us on the program to talk about the problems facing automotive OEMs in Tier 1 to 2 suppliers when it comes to safety and how regulations are beginning to catch up to the technology at play in these solutions. Without further ado, here's our conversation. Franz, thank you so much for being with us on the program. Pleasure to be here, Matt. Safety is such a huge part of manufacturing and logistics. Just from your vantage point as Chief Operating Officer at LetterTech, what are you seeing as the problems for business leaders in these spaces? Well, you know, safety is, is a key component to everything we do at LetterTech because if you think about it, on a yearly basis, you know, there's there's roughly 1.3 million people that die from, from car accidents. In fact, if you add bodily injuries or, or even just impacts in general, you're talking about tens of millions of, of accidents per year. And for the most part, it's all related to human error. At LetterTech, we believe that, you know, we can leverage technology to not only to reduce these number of incidents, but eventually eradicate them. And we can do that with existing technologies that are accessible, available today. And these accidents have a massive impact on society, massive impact on how we behave, and at the same time also impacts our ability to leverage our times effectively because, again, human error is at the cause of many accidents, but also traffic, you know, judgments, there's collateral damage that's, that's associated with that in terms of not just injuries and death, but insurance costs, productivity losses. And so there's a number of things that are associated with safety, and, and we feel that we have the right technology today to be able to address that. Absolutely. And I think in terms of the paradigm shift uh, around a lot of w how people think about artificial intelligence, even from four years ago, pre-pandemic or mid-pandemic, in terms of safety, I think there's a, a an expectation even from the consumer end that a lot of their products are going to be infused with these technologies on on, on the safety side. And we see that, you know, just in terms of impediments for adoption, I think the next frontier in terms of where these technologies, you know, the rubber is hitting the road is just in terms of the false positives we see from, you know, car and weather and, and headlights, for example. Can we talk a little bit more about just where we're seeing these technologies advance to the point where even the false positives, we have a really good idea of how to close that gap to a sense of like absolute zero, even if that that number's you know, kind of unattainable? Yeah, there are three things that are happening at this juncture. Now, the first one is regulation. So up until July 2022, last year, essentially... 
you know, safety was more or less left to the car manufacturers. It wasn't mandatory, but in the European Union, there was the general safety regulation that got passed, which mandates basically that all vehicles, regardless of class, have to be able to not only identify and, and detect vulnerable road users, but essentially avoid collision altogether. And so now the cars have to be equipped with enough technology and sophistication to detect a vulnerable road user, a cyclist or pedestrian or, or something like that, or another vehicle in their rear view mirror or in their blind spot. Right. And so that changes the landscape because these were features that you see only in premium vehicles. Now they're going to be in every vehicle, regardless of class. So regulation is coming through. The second part is existing technologies today don't meet the minimum requirement, uh, required performance. In fact, most of these technologies are failing basic safety tests done by the AAA. And so they're actually avoiding or hitting pedestrians or basic obstacles. Right. And because, like you said in your question, there's a lot of false positive, but also false negatives. In some cases, they just don't see the pedestrian. They just don't see the obstacle uh, because these sensors become blinded by the sun. They are maybe blinded by the, the atmospheric conditions. And so they don't behave well. And then the third element is consumers are now more demanding. They want more features, more functionality. They want their vehicles to be safe. It's no longer acceptable to just put out a car that, that doesn't have the basic safety features. And so these three things combine to create a perfect storm for adoption of the next wave of advanced driver assistance systems. Active safety is now becoming predominant. And the problem is, is that existing technologies don't meet the required performance. And so the technology that LetterTech is, is developed, the, our low-level yeah. fusion and perception software, really enables those existing hardware, existing sensors, existing systems to actually meet the performance and in some cases, you know, mm. significantly improves the performance of the vehicle to a point where we can create a safe driving experience for the consumers. And this until letter tech has never been done before. So in a matter of months, we will have the most extensive software offering for fusion and perception that really addresses these these three concerns. Yeah, I, I, I think we're best to lay up what we have under what what data can do to provide solutions here is maybe define the advanced driver assistance systems and maybe give it some parameters just in terms of how to how to define how the tech works today. If we can just maybe provide that background and then we'll talk about safety and, and reliability moving forward. For sure. If you if you take most cars today, they have what we call driver warning systems. So for example, if you are trying to change lane and there's there's a vehicle in your blind spot, it will warn you that there's a vehicle in the blind spot, but it doesn't prevent you from changing lane. So 
And if you don't react fast enough, you will hit the vehicle or the obstacle that's in your blind spot. But you at least get the warning. Same thing for, you know, you're driving on the highway. There's a vehicle that's, that's in front of you under perfect conditions. You know, meaning that there's not too much sun, there's, it's not right. foggy. And, you know, the camera will recognize that there's a vehicle. And if it sees that you're, you're going to hit the vehicle because the vehicle in front of you is slowing down or is stopped, there's what we call emergency braking systems. So under the perfect conditions, if the camera sees it and it recognizes that what's happening in the scene, it can brake on your behalf as an emergency. But for the most part, like you said earlier, these systems are more warning systems or they're not as active. Where we are going is actually to a point where the vehicle not only sees in any condition, uh, any and all condition, and also it's not just warning. If you are swerving, the vehicle will be centered by the system. If you are changing lanes and you want to change lane and it sees that there is an obstacle in your blind spot, it will prevent you from changing lanes. In fact, there will be functions that will now become more like pilot type functions. You're on the highway, you put in your destination and it knows that you have 50 kilometers before your next exit. The system can go in autopilot mode because now if the sensors and the system can recognize itself and situate itself and see the obstacles reliably in any and all conditions, then you can have these pilot functions, you can have these much safer systems, which eventually will eradicate you know, accidents altogether. And the way we do that is through superior software. We have software that takes existing camera performance and doubles that performance where a camera can see at 70 meters on a clear day, we can actually see at 150 meters with the same camera. And so if you combine now on top of that radar and LIDAR and all other sensor modalities, we can effectively double the performance of existing systems without adding cost on the hardware side. And that's breakthrough, Matt, because today all hardwares are tied to the software, all software are tied to the hardware. And so therefore you can't disaggregate the software from the hardware, which then limits the performance of the software as well as, as it's limited by the performance of the hardware. Well, I think everything you're saying is congruent with what we've seen across industries in terms of the underlying technology needs the subject matter experts on the other side the humans in the loop, the supervisors, to shape where this kind of rubber hits the rose phase that we're getting into. This really gives us a sneak peek how it's looking, at least on the logistics side, in terms of automating the central driving functions of, you know, taking that exit, the general directions, the human being, if I understand all of that correctly and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the human being at that point is really making sure that in the moment, you know, there's nothing else it can compensate for. They can compensate for just in terms of, you know, seeing the soccer ball cross the street, so to speak, that the computer is just not seeing because it's not in the predictive capacities. You know, that momentary reactive capacity 
if I have that correct, and I and I kind of heard you saying right just there, you know, are are we seeing human expertise, especially among the subject matter experts, get down to what are the variables within the moment, and how does that help enterprises level up safety and reliability in these spaces? Well, this is where you know I think the difference between humans and and technology is we're actually not replacing the human. We're augmenting the human capacities, and we're doing that through data. And this is where you know artificial intelligence comes into play. We have a unique software model that combines the best attributes of machine learning and, and artificial intelligence, where we train the model for these specific scenarios, and then. It acts as a, a, a continuous backup for the driver. So the driver is always in the loop, but when the driver is disconnected or distracted, which we always are, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's human nature. We get easily distracted. You have this backup system, which is this active safety system that's working in the background and preventing these accidents from happening. So we, we train the model to recognize those scenarios. And what's great with artificial intelligence is the more miles you drive, the stronger the system becomes, the more efficient the software becomes. And so we have a perfect balance between you know, the human being in control and the software being augmenting that human control capacity by providing this 360 coverage or 180 degree coverage if they're in a highway environment. So so you can think of scenarios now where today vehicles are failing because they have fixed function capabilities. In in the future, because of the software that, that LetterTech enables, the software continues to evolve all the time and it becomes better with time. So think about now you're releasing a vehicle to market as a car manufacturer. Five years down the road, that vehicle is safer than when you first introduced it. Now, that's breakthrough, isn't it? Yeah, that is something else. And in the way, in the nature of that innovation, that kind of rises the tide for all boats, so to speak, if I can kind of summarize what you, everything in your last answer and its effect on the technology overall, not only does this mean new challenges you know, for what autonomy really means in these systems, what this mean, what this means economically, but also what this means legislatively. Let's talk about the future a little bit. I know this is tough. I'm not asking you to make any predictions, but just on where we see the forces moving now, how do you think, you know, legislative considerations are going to, are going to change, especially around challenges of autonomy? Well, I mean, legislation is, is happening and it's real. In, it's already enacted in the European Union. The same is actually being voted as we speak in the U.S. The National Highway Transportation Agency, the NHTA, you know, is, is basically voting on emergency braking, emergency steering, all of these functionalities are being enacted now as safety measures because technology, as I mentioned earlier, is enabling them. There's a next step of regulation that's coming, particularly in the European Union, which says that by 2025, 
the vehicles are not only to be able to detect and avoid and do collision avoidance or, or braking, but it also has, has to have enough capability and intelligence to be able to actually make evasive maneuvering or safely park the vehicle if it sees that the, the driver is not in a position to take over. And one step further, if it sees that the driver, if it notices that the driver is erratic, the vehicle will safely take control, be the primary driver, and safely park the vehicle until help can be offered. And so you're going to see progression that we've never seen before, because now you have regulation that meets technology, that meets consumer demand. Absolutely. And I think even listeners tuning in today kind of see a, a, a highway, not to, not to be too corny with my puns today, but a direct line, so to speak, in terms of where the technology is now in terms of overcoming the challenges of false positives we talked about before and how we're going to need to think about these things into the future as their capabilities surpass our own and become a matter of, and I mean, I think this is further along than we see in, in healthcare spaces. That almost works retroactively without, you know, opening up a whole nother podcast into the subject. But I know in those spaces, there's a matter of an ethical question of you don't want a completely automated process undergoing and okaying a surgery, just a matter on ethical grounds. But you do want the autopilot kicking in when the pilot goes to sleep by accident at the Correct. road. You want that completely, completely in place. And I think that's even a good summary of in terms of where we're going to see this technology regulated. It's going to be regulated a lot in that light. And I think a lot of what you've told us today really, really brings that to the forefront. Franz, thank you so much for being with us on the show this week and sharing your expertise. Thank you for having me, Matt. Before wrapping up today's episode, I know we've spoken a lot on our platform, both on this show, AI in Business, and our sister program, the AI and Financial Services Podcast, about the differing definitions between autonomous and automated. And I know in the past, I've emphasized that autonomous refers to workflows where there is minimal human supervision, usually it's just supervision, or intervention of any kind. And usually for all the space in between, we use the term automation. And I think from listening to Franz talk about autonomous driving applications on today's show, we get a more complete picture, not of driverless cars, but rather systems that are taking on a large amount of the work that comes in these very, very grueling tasks but that human beings and drivers themselves are not out of the loop. They're not quite driverless vehicles. In fact, it's really human supervised vehicles. And I think just for all of the media attention this has gotten for a very, very long time in how the mainstream media talks about artificial intelligence, they've really focused on truckers almost above 
any other form of blue collar work in terms of how it will be automated. And I think listening to today's episode, even if you're not a business leader, you just get a much more complete picture of where human beings will be in the loop going forward, even as we use these terms like autonomous driving going forward. And we really appreciate France being on the show and not only laying out the difference for us in terms of semantics, but also what this is going to mean in terms of regulation and safety for the entire sector going forward. On behalf of Daniel and the entire team here at Emerge, thanks so much for joining us today. And we'll catch you next time on the AI and Business Podcast.